Rushduni Radio presents Systematic Theology in Two Volumes by Rusus John Rushduni, narrated by Nathan F. Conkey, produced with permission by the Chalcedon Foundation. 22. King Adam II Man was created by God to exercise dominion over the earth, Genesis 1, 26-28, as his prophet, priest and king. Man's sin was to seek rather to be as God, to be his own God, defining good and evil for himself. Genesis 3, 5. Jesus Christ came to restore man into his original place and calling. As the last Adam, 1 Corinthians 15, 45-47, he overcame the tempter's plan, Matthew 4, 1-11, and became the man of dominion. In Christ, we are restored into our calling and made members of his new humanity a covenant people called to dominion. All four Gospels record the miraculous feeding, Matthew 14, 13-23, Mark 6, 32-46, Luke 9, 10-17, John 6, 4-21, Mark 6, 52 following, tells us of the disciples themselves that, quote, they understood not concerning the loaves, but their heart was darkened, end quote. In John 6, 47-58, we have our Lord's declaration of that meaning and in John 6.35 he summarised it clearly, quote, I am the bread of life, he that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth in me shall never thirst. End quote. Our Lord clearly ties the meaning of the miraculous feeding and of the Last Supper, which came later, to the doctrine of salvation, the doctrine of the church, and to life in him. It is most certainly basic to the doctrine of the covenant and Christ's office as the last Adam, the head of the new humanity. According to John 6, 47-58, quote, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, Ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth this bread shall live forever. End quote. First, our Lord declares that faith in him means to have everlasting life. Subsequently, he declares that this faith involves more than mere belief or affirmation. It requires, quote, eating, end quote, his body and blood, that is, incorporation. 
Christ becomes our life and sustenance. Since death came in by Adam's sin, so now by Christ's life and work, righteousness and eternal life are made the possession of his people. Romans 5, 17-21 Second, our Lord declares that the miraculous feeding of manna in the wilderness is now succeeded by a greater care. He is the living manna, the bread of life, miraculously come down from heaven like the manna of old. Unlike the manna, he is living, the living bread. His body, given in atonement for his people's sins, is that living manna, and his blood is the water of life. Revelation 21, 6, 22, 1 and 17. Third, he is thus the overcomer of sin and death. In his person, paradise is restored, and the gates of Eden begin to reopen to covenant man. The people of Christ live by him and in him, even as the old humanity sins and dies after Adam. Quote, he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. End quote. Fourth, we are told that quote, the Jews end quote, found his words hard to digest. The term Jews is here a religious designation. Outside the circle of the twelve, many believers were Jews, except for Judas. The twelve were Galileans. John uses the term Jews to refer to those outwardly within the covenant, but opposed to Christ. These Jews said, quote, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? End quote. Rather than man, the Greek text reads, Houtos, he or this person. Our Lord had first said, quote, The bread of life I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. End quote. These Jews clearly understood the reference. Jesus was saying that he, in his own person, would make atonement, quote, for the life of the world, end quote. They knew also that the only valid atonement is by God's appointment and in God's prescribed way. They were insistent that Jesus was only a man, possibly a demon-possessed man, Matthew 9, 34, 12, 24, etc. They were thus rejecting totally the idea that Christ could in any way make atonement for sins. Again and again the Jews were those who, in the name of God, denied to Christ any place in the work of salvation, as was said to him in Capernaum, quote, Who can forgive sins but God only? End quote, Mark 2, 7. The reality of the incarnation they refused to consider. They would not even allow him the name of a prophet nor any honour, despite the many miracles. They thus denied him the reality of the incarnation, the work of the Holy Spirit in him, and any role other than a demonic one. And yet, in their sin, they had raised a sound theological point, quote, Who can forgive sins but God only? End quote, Mark 2.7 To acknowledge any righteousness to Jesus of Nazareth and his word and works meant to acknowledge some kind of relationship to God, a prophetic role. But the words of Jesus compel those men who lacked faith but not discernment to recognise that implicit in all his words and works was deity. He claimed the power to forgive sins, Mark 2.10. He taught as one having authority, Matthew 7.29, for he spoke as God, quote, I say unto you, end quote, as more than man. 
his was not the statement, quote, thus saith the Lord, end quote, but an emphatically personal statement, a royal decree. Fifth, on the other hand, Jesus, though very God of very God, identified himself with manna, a miraculous but still created thing, with bread, a human product. He spoke of his flesh and blood, aspects of the life of man. Thus, as he spoke of his work of atonement, his emphasis was on his humanity. It was he, as the last Adam, who would affect man's atonement. Adam the first faced the tempter and lost. Adam the second faced the tempter and conquered. Adam the first gained death for his sin. Adam the second destroyed the power of death for his righteousness and death's hold over us by his atonement. As Sweet noted of John 6.63, It is Christ's flesh, his manhood, full of the Spirit, and in its risen and glorified state, wholly spiritualized, which is offered as the food of men. End quote. Because of this atonement, we are now members of Jesus Christ, that is, of the greater Adam and his new humanity. We are not incorporated into God the Son, but into Christ, the new Adam. Man's only hope of life is to partake of Christ's humanity through faith in him and by his atoning blood. It means transference from the world of Adam I to the world of Adam II. Communion means knowing and rejoicing in our new humanity and a life in community one with another. Our Lord speaks of his body as both flesh and blood, bread and wine, and as the nourishment of his people and their life. The sin of man was to try to be a god, Genesis 3, 1-5. The grace of man is to be a creature in Jesus Christ, to know our total dependence upon the Holy Trinity and upon our new federal head in Adam, Jesus Christ. We have been made, John 1, 3, and remade by him, John 3, 16. He, having destroyed sin and death and taken captivity captive, Psalm 68, 18, Ephesians 4, 8, has restored us to dominion. He reigns now over all things and he summons us to conquer and to reign in him, to put down all rule and authority and all power and to put all his enemies under his feet in his name and by his power. 1 Corinthians 15, 24 to 28. He is King of kings and Lord of lords, quote, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful, end quote, Revelation 17, 14. The miraculous feedings of the multitude pointed to the bounty, care and power of our greater Adam. If we feed on him, we shall be fed, Matthew six thirty three. The fools of his day sought not Christ's kingdom and righteousness, nor his Christ, but a human being or manna. As a result, they died in the wilderness of their sins. Hello, this is Nathan, the narrator. Find my past and present projects and more at nathanteacher.com.